0: I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy news update for Thursday, August 25th. A controversial proposal for a new apartment building on C Street in Quincy has been withdrawn. JVC C Street LLC withdrew their plans for an 18-unit residential building at the site of the former Imperial Terrace restaurant after intense neighborhood opposition and opposition from the zoning board earlier this week. Multiple neighbors spoke about concerns regarding traffic, parking, and safety with regards to the proposed building. The developers initially were seeking 32 units, but downsized the plans to 24 and then, again to 18. Six units would be allowed without any variances, but the developers say they need a minimum of 18 units to make the development productive. Ward 1 counselor Dave McCarthy said he understands the neighbor's concerns but also worries about a commercial building or restaurant going at that site that would generate even more traffic. Members of the zoning board also cautioned that another development that would not need variances could be built That would generate more traffic. The developers withdrew their plans without prejudice, which means they can revise the plans and try again. Quincy Fire Chief Joe Jackson says he'll be meeting with the management of the Twin Rivers Technologies Plant at the Quincy Shipyard soon, following the third fire at the facility since April. Yesterday, firefighters were called to the plants just after 9 a.m. after a purge valve released some hydrogen gas. Jackson says the incident was the result of improper procedures. However, no one was hurt and there was no danger. Last Saturday, a fire broke out in a processing tower when coconut oil leaked and ignited. Same thing happened last April. Jackson says he's concerned that proper safety and maintenance guidelines are not being followed at the plant that could lead to more serious incidents in the future. Twin Rivers manufactures chemicals and glycerin products from fatty acids. A Quincy woman is charged with nearly running over three Quincy police officers in Quincy Center Tuesday. Police say 40-year-old Sherry Frazier was huffing on a can of compressed air when she drove a U-Haul van at three officers who were on a construction detail on Hancock Street across from the Quincy Center T Station at about 10.30 Tuesday morning. One officer jumped out of the way. Two other officers were struck by the van's side-view mirror. Fraser reportedly still had the can of compressed air in her hand after she crashed into some Jersey barriers. All of the officers remained on duty. Fraser was charged with operating under the influence of drugs. MBTA officials announcing plans to reduce fall bus service on up to 43 bus routes as the transit agency grapples with a shortage of drivers. The Fall Bus Service Schedule, which takes effect August 28th, aims to line up the service offered with the number of available drivers. 43 bus routes will see decreased frequency at various points of the day compared to just two that will operate with more frequent service than they did during the summer. Nine routes will experience some routing changes, and over 30 routes will see departure time changes. Two routes will see more frequent service than during the summer months, including the Silver Line, one of which will operate with increased weekday evening frequency. About 3% of scheduled T bus trips this summer didn't take place because of ongoing difficulties in hiring new bus operators. The T's advertising campaign, specifically targeting bus operator recruitment, have been running since December, the latest campaign launching on August 1st transit agency says 109 interviews took place during a one-stop bus operator hiring event that took place in april with 18 hiring offers extended on the spot t said it has hired 152 bus operators since january but needs about 300 more The T estimates that about 16% of the work that's been planned as part of the 30-day shutdown of the Orange Line has been completed. General Manager Steve Poftak believes the transit alternatives put in place have gone relatively smoothly. A fleet of 200 buses is being used to shuttle Orange Line riders to and from their destinations. However, Poftak said many customers have opted to use the commuter rail. The 11 miles of the Orange Line from Oak Grove to Forest Hills is scheduled to remain closed until 5 a.m. on September 19. Planned projects include track repairs to eliminate slowdowns, upgrading signals, replacing infrastructure, and repairs or upgrades at various stations as part of what the T calls major revitalization and safety work on the Orange Line. POFTAC said crews completed rail replacement between the downtown crossing and state street stations this past weekend. The T is providing shuttle buses between stations. The city has set aside designated bus-only travel lanes on some streets. Commuter rail lines are also running with increased frequency. Officials say they can squeeze work that would have normally taken five years into this month-long process. However, POFTAC said the ongoing work on the Orange Line would not allow the T to return to normal weekday service after the 30-day shutdown. Opponents of Massachusetts' new law opening access to driver's licenses for all residents regardless of legal status starting next summer say they have collected more than double the number of signatures required to put a repeal question on the ballot for voters In November, Governor Baker vetoed the legislation in May, but in June, the House voted to override the veto. The Senate followed suit the next day. Opponents of the measure delivered their petitions to Boston City Hall. Yesterday, they've gathered over 100,000 signatures. In Massachusetts, 40,120 signatures are needed to force a public vote on whether to repeal the law. Local elections officials have already started reviewing the petition signatures and state officials will be doing the same thing. If it makes the ballot, the issue would appear as question four. That is expected to be finalized within a couple of weeks. While they wait, supporters of the law are fundraising for what will likely be a short but expensive campaign. They're hoping to raise a million dollars. The owner of one of Boston's most beloved and iconic traditions has died. Boston Swan boat owner Paul Paget died Monday at the age of 99. Paget family has owned and operated the boat since 1877. Paul Paget, a World War II Navy veteran, is survived by his wife of 70 years, Marilyn, and five children, 11 grandchildren, and 10 great-grandchildren. Paget's daughter, Lynn, is the current president of the Swan Boats. The boats returned to Boston's Public Garden Lagoon this past April for their 145th season, the first full season since 2019 because of the pandemic. The Swan Boats were launched in 1877 by Paul Paget's grandfather, Robert Paget, an Irish immigrant and shipbuilder who was inspired by the opera Lohengrin six boats that comprised the fleet were built between 1910 and 1992 with materials including iron, oak, brass, and copper. Check of business news this morning and stocks rebounded. The Dow was up 59 points. The Nasdaq rose 50. The S&P added 12. Asian stocks gained. As Wall Street and global markets wait for a highly anticipated speech from the US Fed about interest rates at the end of the week, the dollar fell, the euro was flat, oil at $95 a barrel. Sports: Blue Jays beat the Red Sox again 3 to 2 in 10 innings, we'll wrap up the series at 7-10 tonight at Fenway Park. Forecast from the National Weather Service: Today partly sunny, and quite warm, a little less humid, high near ninety degrees, for tonight partly cloudy, a low sixty-five. Tomorrow hazy, hot and humid with storms around, high of eighty-seven. Saturday partly sunny, high seventy-eight. Sunday, mix of sun and clouds, high eighty. For the boater, waves about a foot, light northwest wind becomes southeast later today. High tide eleven ten AM. Sunrise at six oh one, set at seven twenty-nine. I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News Update for Thursday, August 25th.